Hello, all you bookworms. Once again, it is me, Oliver. Um, we're at another episode of Bookworm. This time it's the Thunderhead sequel to Scythe. So we're going to get ready for that. This is official warning. I will give none of this episode. If you don't want spoilers and you want to read the book, here's your warning. If you want spoilers, let's do this. If you've read it and you want more elaboration, elaboration, el uh, sorry, elaboration, then let's do this. It's time to dive into these pages. Okay, topic number one. Old Guard and New Order Scythe. The pros and cons of being in the Old Guard and the New Order. Just bad and good. Let's do it. We're going to get right in. So we're going to start with the Old Guard. And we're going to go over some facts about them. They have most of the Scythe who were around before Goddard. Most of them. I'm sure some of them changed their ideals and switched sides. Um... And it's very interesting to see this old guard because, I mean, with people now, they usually just change with the times. I mean, some people like stuff that's before, but most people like a funny YouTube video that was funny in 2019 and now it's 2020 and nobody watches it anymore. It just sort of dies. So the fact that the old guard is still alive is kind of cool because in our world, it's just kind of forget stuff. And the size still hold their honorable title and there's there's not like a lot but there's not not a lot it's just like in between there's just a healthy amount of them and so a pro to being an old guard is your respectable scythe you do your job without breaking any rules or doing anything that is wrong or should be considered against the commandment you don't shoot for loopholes a con is they kind of hold their pride a little bit too much and they're not willing to ask no one they need help from like to get junior scythes and to get apprentices they're very prideful and they only choose people they deem worthy and there's just not enough of them to compete with the new order it's it's rough for them because they're it's like a dying race it's like the dodo bird just going out it's trying to stay alive trying to survive and yeah it's just rough for the old guard because their pride sort of gets in the way at least that's that's what i think so now new order they're bad obviously because they enjoy gleaning um, mask leans. They're all sort of, they all find sort of loopholes in this system that the Scythem has made. They find the loopholes and they use them to bend the rules and make them what they want them to be. Um, a pro of being in the new order would be you have more people and growing popularity, so it's easier to sway into opinion with the high blades and the grand slayers and even the supreme blade i'm sure some of them don't like them but i mean sometimes popularity just wins the contest no matter how hard or how hard the good side tries sometimes they just lose so those are the pros and cons of old guard and new order and we're gonna see how that lays out in this book later we'll see where it leads and we'll see where it leads in later books too but that is it for topic one, so let's saddle up for topic two. Brothers and sisters, it is time to answer your call to join the Tonists. Tonism is the true light and the way. Join us as we wait for the great resonance and become one with everybody around you. You will live with your fellow brothers and sisters, and the toll will guide us to our great salvation. For we are humanity's chosen people and are guided under the light. You can find us at your neighborhood monastery. Join Tonism today.
All right, topic two, here we go. So this one is the unsavory world, and unsavories are people who the Thunderhead appointed because they did bad stuff, like maybe they hit a car, but everything there is unbreakable. Some people want to be unsavory in the story, too. And what's really interesting about the unsavory world for this topic, too, is that the Thunderhead, like, lets them be unsavory. He doesn't, like, detain them, or he, sorry, it's it. No gender. It does um does not throw them in jail or anything it just lets them be unsavory it doesn't i mean sure it'll like take out a peacekeeper peace officer whatever they're called to detain them if they do something that's a little escalated but it'll never actually detain them it'll just like tell them to stop and it doesn't matter what they do anyway you like even the cars in the story are unbreakable you could shoot it and it's pretty much ballistic glass it's unbreakable and the unsavory world is different because, I mean, the only thing that really makes them different is they modify their bodies. They, like, put horns in their head or stuff they feel like doing. I don't know how to describe it, but the unsavory world is interesting because it exists in a perfect world. And to think that a imperfect, a horrible people would still be in an imperfect world, like people who are like, I want to break this because the pure sake of breaking it. I mean, in a perfect world, you wouldn't think that would be a thing where people are immortal, they just want to live lives, but there's still bad people. And the, the fact that the Thunderhead lets them be bad within a contained circle, it's it's kind of like it letting everybody be what they want to be. Like in this world, like you, people tell other people or kids, you can do anything you want. Well, in that world, the Thunderhead is kind of that parent, but it's actually true. It's actually like they actually let them do anything they want. Because there are no consequences. Nobody dies. Nobody. Well, people actually can die. There is only one way other than gleaning that people can die. If you burn their body, light it on fire, and it turns to ash, there's nothing left of the body. They cannot be revived. But people don't go that far. Not even unsavories. It's not. It's unhuman. But tonists in the story do do that. They burn their dead. They believe in... I'm just going to call it mortalism because they're immortal. But anyway, back to the unsavory life. So it's interesting that it gets to exist in a perfect world, but it's also interesting how the unsavory is like, it makes them sound really bad, but reading about them, they don't sound that terrible. They just sound like the normal dude who got a random tattoo, like just a, a random dude who got random tattoos all over his body. I think being unsavory is more just a way to vent it's my personal opinion. It's just like venting anger. It's where people go to do stuff. That's the way I'm going to describe it because unsavories are just people and they have special unsavory activities. They still have escape rooms in this perfect world. Thank God. These things are awesome. Anyway, um, and they do bad stuff and they're literally people that work at like unsavory bars i think that's what they're called something like that where they fight each other and they cuss and do all the stuff that regular people do on a daily basis um except that's like now pretty much considered to be marked unsavory so yeah that's unsavory world they are controlled and allowed to exist and they break the rules within the Thunderhead's jurisdiction. That is the unsavory world. And now we're going to get on to topic three. 
breaking news today on Mid-America Live. It appears a new scythe has entered the scythe going by Scythe Lucifer. He wears black, which is a forbidden scythe color. He seems to be an outlaw of sorts, but it's a new phenomenon that he is causing by gleaning scythes and making them permanently dead by burning their bodies. If you have any information about them, please let the site them know at www.gleaningrocks.com. Thank you, and make sure to stay, stay safe with that gleaning monster out there. All right, final topic, and that topic is going to be the Sinking of Endura, the land of the Enduring Heart. It's kind of a vacay spot for scythes, considering that they have vacations. It's kind of weird. Scythe families live there, and it is also the home of the Grand Slayers. So talking about the Sinking of Endura is really interesting because you'd think when Goddard sank it, he just sank it because he got denied, but he was already planning to sink it beforehand. He in a sense, like, sort of knew he was going to lose, but maybe if he didn't, he was going to sink it anyway to try to get rid of the Grand Slayers and then make himself one of them. I think that is a plan that was very not thought of and just came to mind is like, whoa, I just realized <laughs> that happened. And it's really the way, when you think of a perfect world, you would never think of these things happening. And it's kind of interest to put on a perfect world, like to say it's kind of like Neil Schusterman saying there's no such thing as a perfect world there's always flaws and it's really interesting to take a look at it like that and I should probably bring up Scythe Lucifer slash and or Rowan and how he um is gleaning the the bad the scythes he deems to be new order just bringing that up because he was on that island too and then also involving the sinking of Endura, the Grand Slayer's um, deaths. It's, it's very interesting the way they all decided the, to jump towards the aircraft and Goddard kicking them off. And the fact that Xenocrates drowned himself was an act of defiance. It's a very weird act of defiance, but he had nothing left to do. So anyway, and then fast forward to some different parts in the sinking of Endura when they're looking for a way off and the whole thing's flooding. And what's really interesting about Endura 2, I'm just bringing this up, is that it's the only thing not controlled by the Thunderhead, which means it's the most prone to um, flaw. So in a perfect world, there's this island that people vacation to that is literally the worst island ever because the technicians can barely keep it running and the elevator doesn't even work. And it's funny to, if you read the part about the little boy standing in front of the elevator and Citra going, like, what does out of order mean? What is out of order? And the little boy, what's out of order? Like, why doesn't this work? Because in a perfect world, everything's supposed to just work and flow together. So it's interesting to add that to show that they don't understand not functioning or something not being able to work anymore. And finally, the end of Sinking of Endura. Scythe Curie is a very honorable sacrifice, but what was interesting was all the people were like, please glean me next, glean me. They were asking to be gleaned because they didn't want to die by the sharks, and it shows that people still, even though it's a perfect world, that people still have defiance in them, and they're not all settled down. It shows that they still have things to fight for and reasons to die with pride. They, There's still pride, and there's still that human nature in them. And so the sinking of Enduro with Roan and Citra getting shut in the safe and 
they were just going to be frozen until taken to a revival center, which was a genius idea by Scythe Curie. Um, sad to hear that she died, but it just happened. But it was very, the sinking of Endura was very interesting because it, it wasn't thought of something as possible in the story. So the fact that it, and the way that people reacted, like if it was nowadays and something was wrong, like people would instantly react. Oh my God, I'm just having a very bad speaking day today. They would, people would instantly react and just go into full panic mode and people would already be evacuated off the island and the whole island would have already been evacuated. Whereas then nobody knew what flaws or problems were. So it was, took them like, till the island finally started to sink that they figured out that it was sinking. So it's, it's, it's hard for us to think of there not being flaws and it's hard for them to think of being flaws, which is kind of weird. We're just crossing each other down different roads. And that's our, that's our final topic. So if you're leaving now, thank you. This has been book word. And if you want to stay for a few thank yous, then stay tuned. This just in the land of the enduring heart has been sunk by Scythe Lucifer, or Rowan Damish. He has been confirmed as Scythe Lucifer, and if you know of any of his whereabouts, please send it to the Scythe them immediately. Your call could save lives. Okay, this is just the last little part of our episode again. I want to thank you all for listening. It's been a pleasure to be making Bookword. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, special thanks to Jake London because I used rec his recordings again. Um, yeah, I had really fun making this. I hope you had a lot of fun listening to it. Get ready for the toll. Read up on that book. Figure out all you can about it. And then I'll share my ideas with you. Well, this is it. This is Bookward. Signing off.